This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Ajma Show. My name is Peter Kim. And I'm Wendy Kim, and this is a surprise. Peter's back. Surprise. I'm back. Uh, for uh, a uh, quickie but a uh, slicky, and I I wasn't going to pop in today. I told NG last week you might have to helm the next two weeks, mm-hmm. um, just because I I'm under deadline for a an assignment for writing, and um, I'll tell you what I'm fucking sick. I'm sick of writing. <laughs> I'm sick of taking notes. I'm sick of white people telling me what I should do with my stories about Korean people. Sick of it. I'm done. All right. After this Sunday, this Sunday, I told him, oh, this Sunday is Father's Day, which has a weird, bittersweet meaning for me. Right. Um, and, uh, be, and because of that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have this story that was inspired by my father's death wrap up on Father's Day. And I felt that would be poetic. And it also, poetic. I, I'm yeah. leaving for a week um, to shoot something in Atlanta. So I was like, I'm not going to have time for this. This that's a humble brag to tell you that I'm gonna be shooting something in Atlanta. Unji, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could talk about it. You know it because yes. I taught I told you about this. Yes. In so many words, right? But, yes. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting, but I can't talk about it, and this sucks. Even to the Patreon, I can't. No, you I cannot. Sign some stupid ass NDA. But I can tell you, it's going to be very different than anything else you've seen on TV. And um, and that's it. That's all and I got. What a fucking teaser! It's different than anything you've ever seen. How on about TV. this? How about this? Have you ever seen a Korean TV show led by three Koreans? Um, in America? Yeah. No. There you go. That's all. I, that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. No. I'm just gonna tease that out to the audience. You guys do with it what you will. Um, once we shoot it, uh, we'll, we'll see if I can talk about it, but I'm very, very excited to talk about this because, oh God, Unji, I, I want to talk to you separately because there's been a lot of things happening and, um, yeah, once, once we shoot, I'm sure I could talk about it. It's so exciting. It's so, it's exciting. so exciting. It's so exciting. I mean, all of it is going to Atlanta. It's like, all I've never of been to, have you been to Atlanta? No, no, I've never been to Atlanta. Okay, so I haven't either. I've only heard good things about it, mm-hmm. except for obviously the awakening, the right. mass shooting right. that was in Atlanta. Um, but other than that, I hear that the Black and Asian community is v- like super solidarity down mm-hmm. there, vibrant, you know, vibrant. Atlanta is a black city. Like yes. we just. Um, commemorated the Tulsa bombings Mm -hmm. and that was like the first black wall street. And now we're like, we're seeing Atlanta kind of come up in this resurgence of black, um, entrepreneurship and, uh, just minorities owning shit and banking shit. And like, it's cool. It's it, 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 and, um, Hollywood is doing a lot of filming there. So like, I'm excited for Atlanta. I know it's going to be hot as fuck, but here we go. Let's let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something good about your week. What did I miss, Anji? Actually, I have been 
let me just say i uh i recently went on um drugs i started therapy i went, saw a psychiatrist yes. yes i did my psychiatrist is very hot i sent you a picture I have of seen him a picture of him and you 100 percent ruined it for me by saying that he kind of looks like max which is rude um <laughs> which is your husband you're dearly I, betrothed i needed i don't need him to look like it i needed to <laughs> But he, he, inside of the one hour, one and a half hour meeting, he prescribed me um, a sleep aid. Like it's actually an antidepressant slash anti-anxiety sort of medication in that genre of medication. But That's it's usually- hot. I love a psych who's willing to script. Yeah, immediately, yeah. immediately. <laughs> and um, he was just like, and, and again, I will say that the look of concern in both my therapist and psychiatrist's eyes as I was describing my um, sleep issues was for me enough of like a validation. I was like, okay, so I'm not crazy. They agree. Tell me what you exactly said to them to garner this kind of response. Um, I was like, I was just talking about how blue I was, how persistently I've been blue and like how I don't have, um, I haven't been sleeping, how I like wake myself up through my dream where I'm like, oh, you have to wake up now. And like, I just, I just dream so intensely and how blue I've been, how persistently I've been blue. And just that compounded with the lack of sleep along with like my By own blue, do you mean like, um, like the sads? Like yes. unmotivated? All of it. sluggish? Sluggish. Dep- I mean, I, I, I think I could be like in retrospect, I was like clinically depressed for the last like two, two to three months. Basically since... Atlanta, so maybe more than that. Like I've yeah. probably sl- slid into something like that, and then just I mean, get COVID out. already had you in a place. Yes, of course, in some sort of place. Yes, yes. all of us. I'm not yes. just saying you. Obviously, me too. I just went on Effexor. Ask yeah. your doctor if Effexor's right, right for, for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just went out with girlfriends to a dinner. <laughs> Where? Every, um, Longman and Eagle in Chicago. Ah, I love yeah. Longman and Eagle. It was great. I just uh, met up with them. And um, everyone was on drugs. Everyone had gotten on drugs instead Hell of the yeah. I mean, it's just, this is, a, um, if just going off the clinical t- things about depression, you've been blue for persistently over a period of time, which all of us have had cause to be. Right. You gotta get on drugs. It's okay. How are we not on drugs? How we- Unless you have bad prescription, uh, bad you know, reactions to yeah, prescriptions, yeah, allergies, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, I just or you yourself. don't have health insurance. There are people out there who sure. can't afford the health insurance, who can't afford mental health. Like yeah. that's a huge issue too. Sure, but even if you you, I mean, everyone should be on some sort of um, Medicare, Medicaid. If you can't afford it, like actively seek this out. We need you need to. There's just the blueness. So <laughs> I must. was I was describing it as like feeling like. Um, like I felt like the I was experiencing the world like with a like a not a sepia Instagram filter but like uh-huh. Paris like I was like the blues were more vivid uh, like that was how I was cooler things cooler. are feeling yes. cool not warm and muted and muted, muted. Oh. and so they prescribed me I went to my uh, Target got uh, the pharmacy got it fulfilled that day uh-huh. took it that evening and I had a solid uh, seven six to seven hours of sleep woke up refreshed i almost wow. wept it was wow. I, because you know what it's like um for me it's like when i am spiraling and i'm like i need to get divorced i need to go into the wilderness i need to start uh <laughs> over 
You have I've told me you wanted to get divorced or pregnant many times over the last four years. And I'm always like, why are those two... The only option because you're I'm dramatic, me. bitch. I'm dramatic. <laughs> You're so Oba is crazy. But like, like we I'm need to also, bring this down. I've also thought about. I've also told you I want to kill my husband <laughs> many times, and you go into detail. So like, but whenever I have these like spirals, and then sometimes I'll be like be in this walking through all of this, and I'll just take a drink of water and be like, oh, so that was the problem. Oh, like, I'm dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm parched. Um, but that's all it was. That's yeah. what it felt like. Oh, this was such an immediate fix. It was not nearly as a deeply embedded emotional issue, which I certainly do have. But like, but like so much of the oppressive, part, the oppressive physical parts of it, right? Where you can't, you feel so unable to overcome even addressing yeah. the emotional issues. That stuff kind of immediately went away, and it was yeah. wild. Sleep your body was in like safe mode for yes. months airplane and, mode yes exactly and you couldn't catch the wi-fi well i'm so <laughs> glad that you got these drugs you got a new hot psych that looks nothing like your current <laughs> husband okay you may daydream and fantasize about him and you know you're in a good place i you know and i I wasn't going to do this podcast, but I just had a call with my supervisor and he was he told me that I was good and I was funny. And I was like, you know what? I am. I could take a break from writing. Fuck it. I don't always have to like sometimes because this is paying me. I'm like, oh, I have to prioritize. This has to be my all day, every day. And yeah. I sit there and fucking like. Of course, like look up, you know, Reddit threads about AMC stonks for hours. Like, what the fuck am I doing? So I was like, you know, if I'm going to do that, I might as well go hang out with my good friend, Unji, yes. and knock out a beautiful episode of the pod. So here we are. Uh, and this pod is going to be special because yes. Unji's been out here on the social medias asking for questions. <laughs> she She's AMAing. I was AMAing. I also was like... Because I was just, I was, in terms of doing another solo app, I was like, I don't know how much more of myself I can reveal. It is really exhausting to be this, <laughs> to be this I'm vulnerable so and like talk about I stuff. always tell you like, you could bring someone on, you could interview someone, like you could do a clip show and you're like, nope. <laughs> I'd rather wring my emotional self dry. <laughs> and I, so I asked, I had an AMA. And so we're going to be taking a few of those questions and we'll be answering them on the pod. Yeah. Very exciting. Thank wait, you so much, guys, for submitting. Wait, tell me. So, wait, your little brother was in town? Oh, my God. Yes, that's right. So, last week, another reason why I had to miss the podcast because my little brother came to town. My little, little. This is my stepbrother from my mom's second marriage, and his he, he had a kid. Okay. It's a long story. You guys, one day I'll tell you all the drama. It's like K-drama to the max. Yeah. We lied to him about being his real family. <gasps> we fucked him up. Till he was 18 and then he joined the Marines and he got PTSD and now he's looking for a relationship with me. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know you because I met you when I was 18 years old and I left for college. Oh so, my God. That's a whole thing. I'll tell you more about it on the Patreon because this is not <laughs> the space for it. All right. But he's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That and would fuck I, you up. I'm fucked up course. hearing that. Yeah. I'm fucked up being part of it. Yeah. <laughs> And I was the one out of my family that always told my parents, like, 
this is not cool. Yeah. We can't do this. And they were like, no, no, no. We have to like, this has to be a fan. You know, Koreans, we love fucking keeping secrets to the death. We we rather keep a secret than ever have an awkward moment with each other, a vulnerable moment. Ever, ever, ever acknowledge that maybe our lives are perfect. Yeah. Exactly. So now this kid is reaching out. He's telling me, you know, his mental health issues. I'm getting him to a therapist. I don't know how to help him, but I also don't want to give up on someone who's reaching out as an adult human man. He's a Korean straight cis man reaching out to his gay ass brother who's an artist for a relationship. Wow. And for me to say no to that, is is sac is uh is sacrilegious? Yeah, it's during homophobic. Pride Month. Yeah, it's homophobic. Yeah. yeah, especially during Pride. Yeah. So, I, I, for my fellow homos and their broken relationships, I must <laughs> embrace him <laughs> and see what comes of this awkwardly strained relationship because I don't know him. Yeah, he, he doesn't know me. You know, like. Uh, and we're building a brand new relationship through um through through the phone. He calls me all the time. Oh. I call him too, but yeah. he call he doesn't text, he calls. He wants to have hour plus long conversations. Yeah. Oh my god. And not god. about like and it's never about like small talk because we have nothing small to talk about. Right. It's always about I'm at the end of my rope. Oh my yeah. god. So this yeah. is and I don't have any family. I've been abandoned, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, whoa, okay, <sighs> hold on. Wait, is he doing um, this in the afternoon? Afternoon, mornings, evenings, whenever. And I'm always like- That's and no, no, that's a boundary. He has no boundaries. Yeah. He has zero boundaries. Yeah. And how, but the thing is, it's not his fault because he doesn't know, he, he has no like regular relationships. He only has like military guys that he came out with and he just visited one of his military bros and a white guy. And he's he basically, he asked him, Hey, so how's all this Asian hate stuff going? And he goes, you know, honestly, you know, it's, it's kind of scary. And like, my cousins are scared to go into the city and blah, blah. And then the guy just goes, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, it's bad for us too. You know that? And then starts going in about how white men are being victimized. This is in, bumfuck South Dakota. Okay, so that is He visited scary. him. He visited yeah. him because that's his only friend. So that's where he is. Okay. Where he, the only person he has to visit is me and this uh, uh, straight white victim. Yeah. An incel. <laughs> and, and like An incel. Uh, yeah, yeah Reddit. M- MRA incel Reddit yeah. punk troll. So, of course, my heart breaks and goes out to him. How could yeah. it not? You know? So, but me, you know my sankyog, you know my fucking temper so i'm yeah. just like uh, he's here and he's very little brother mode mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to go do anything i'm like take my car i have to write i have to do this i'm busy you could come but i can't be with you every day i've planned out these dinners that we're gonna have yeah you know i planned out a day where i'm gonna take you shopping and uh-huh. like show you but like i can't every day be with you all day every day you need to be able to be self-reliant and you know, and I told there the train system sucks, but like you can take the train downtown and go visit the market. Or there's the Broad Museum, the fucking, you know, uh, whatever Universal City. Like there's so much shit 
that you can do alone that if I was here, I would love to do alone. But that's just not his personality. And he needs me to do everything for him. And when I couldn't do anything for him, he would just sit there on his computer behind me. You know what I mean? So it was so it was so much pressure. Yeah. You know, and especially with someone I'm like trying to get to know. But overall, Ooh. we had a couple of good walks, a couple of good conversations. We got into it. Yeah. He and my middle brother kind of patched things up because they were in a bad patch. And all the brothers had dinner together. Wow. And we we did it. We kumbayaed it and yeah. we had a good time. Are we going to be best friends moving forward? Uh, probably not. But <laughs> I think he'll call me less. <laughs> I mean, it's it. I, I'm an only child, so I don't know. But from what I see, and I, I'm obsessed with like siblings because I don't have any. I think, but like best friend is not what you look for in your sibling. You want to be a. That's a different relationship. It's like being no, a sibling yeah. is a different relationship. Only white people are like I'm best friends with my brother. I want to be friends with my. I don't need to be best friends. Yeah, I want, but I want to be like. Equal. You don't need to be your family. It's wor- It's worse. <laughs> but here's the thing I don't I don't have I've severed After my coming out And you know All that shit That went with, down with my dad uh, You know And his family Not talking to me anymore I don't talk to them anymore My mom's family I don't talk to Like uh, And my family members I've cut them out of my life mm-hmm. So like Family doesn't really mean shit to me Like if you're right. If we're not good I don't care if we're related Yeah I don't care fuck who you are You know But so friends are my, and that's a lot of gay people. You, it's found family, right? Yeah. Like you, you make Chosen your family, family. Yeah. you choose your family because A, you have to, and B, you get to. Yeah. So now that my brothers are coming back into my life as adult men, I want to be friends with them because I don't like the burden of needing to see you just because we're family. I don't want that. I'd rather us get along, you yeah. know? And speaking of that, let me tell you a little anecdote. My middle brother, who is so annoying, he is <laughs> – I love him. I love both my brothers. I love my middle brother. We're very much alike, you know, and very funny guy, smart, but a troll. Yeah. He's a fucking like uh, – he pokes and he's like – he's a fucking straight man and oh, yeah. everything that comes with that, right? Yeah. And – and for the straight men who are listening out here who are like, I'm not like that. I'm not talking to you, obviously, you know, but like my brother's like one of these like basic ass straight men who like is cool. He's cool and open. But at the same time, like he's a Joe Roganite. Yeah. You know, so he's one of these kids. And he um, our friend, our mutual friend, Benda, she had a party, mm-hmm. a birthday. And my brother came and. Um, you know, we all had a good time. It was not that big of a party. It's still like COVID time. So, you know, we're just like some of us chilling, backyard kind of stuff. Yeah. And then the next day I get a call saying, oh, our friend. Yeah. I won't say who it is, um, but I'll tell you later. Our friend complained about my brother <gasps> saying some, uh, you know, unsavory things. Unsavory. Yeah. Basically saying, like, you know, he golfs a lot. Yeah. And, you know, he's drinking. And this girl who is, you know, very beautiful. And she goes like, oh, so you like to golf, blah, blah, blah. And they're chatting. And, you know, my brother's 
my brother comes from the school of like the pickup artist, like neg your girl or you know whatever so he's like trying to flirt with her uh-huh. and says like oh you should come out golfing with me sometime like i'd love to see you in a golf skirt no and it's like oh, yeah that's what so the uh, fuck? that's, that's chingaro. so chingaro. i know it's just like <laughs> yeah bro like that's so like i just she old school like yeah. you don't talk to not just uh, women, anyone like that. Like, but clearly oh he wasn't like being like, yeah, yeah, you look great in those culture. Yeah. Like he was trying to be funny and smooth you know, and smooth and like just kind of like poke and pick. And she was clearly like, whatever, dude, shut up. Yeah. But it's also like they're all meeting him as Peter's brother. So this looks this looks bad on me. It reflects poorly on you. Yeah, poorly. This- I'm like, yo, why can't you be a fucking cool person around my friends in a party? You can't why be you, like that. You can't be fucking gross like that. So I called him and I say, yo, my friend said this. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's not what I meant. And I was like, I don't care what you meant. Yeah. All right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And I was like, you don't have to be sorry to me. I just need you to do better. Mm-hmm. And you're on notice. Yeah. And he goes, okay, okay, Hyung, all right, bye. And he <laughs> says bye. So, like, we haven't talked since. <laughs> all right? Because I know he's butthurt that I called him out. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I have to. And this he should do better. Poorly, especially he has if he to wants do better. to continue to be invited to these things. Otherwise, no, you're not going to be in my fucking circle. Yeah. You come into my city and my circle of friends and act like a douchebag? Get the fuck out of here. Mm-mm. That's what I mean about like I don't care if you're my family. You're gonna be told exactly what the fuck is up. I don't, and especially and more so because you're family. You're more be told so because up. I need you to represent my ass. Mm-hmm. And he's always going like, oh, I can't wait till you get famous so I could be like, you know, do a cameo and like just be in the crew and you know get paid from the. What, this I'm bitch just wants like, to be. This bitch wants to be your turtle. Yeah, he wants to fucking drive my ass around. I'm like, I'm never getting in a car with you because you drive like a fucking maniac. He drives like a a, a straight man that ha- has been like spurned. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, what is this? Get a fucking grip. Why so aggressive? Seriously. Oh my, oh my gosh. I just got such a flashback to like... Ugh. Like all those Aja shoes, like uh, like Mr. So and oh my god, like the golf skirt thing. Oh my god. Ugh. Ugh. Ugly chinguro and I'm like and I apologize to that person by the way, my friend. Yeah. I saw her Sunday and I was like, listen, I heard this is what happened and she was like, No, 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 I yeah. I wasn't offended at all. I just I thought it was fucking hilarious, blah blah and I was like, you know, she's covering for her yeah. you know, whatever. And I'm like, even if she's not, I'm like, listen, I don't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. If it if it's cool for you, it's cool for you. But it's not cool for me. Yeah. I, I, I still think it's gross. I think it's gross, yeah. and I don't care if you it's if you're okay with it. I won't. I don't condone it. Yeah. I disagree. For my brother. Yeah. I know. I totally. Yeah. I mean, that's just. But I'm getting those like flashbacks. It is such a. Yeah, yeah. It's like such a classic. Like I know the Korean boys that he. Yes. Yeah. And it so- does. And shit like that does work with Asian baby girls. Ha! You know what I mean? Like Asian oh, baby girl. Yeah, you know, oh, oppa, arasa. Like, <laughs> like, you know, and that kind of stuff sometimes does work. Like, it's not, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen at the mall. I've seen it happen in front of my very own eyes. I've seen it, all the shit happen outside of like a, a souped up Honda. I've seen it with my own eyes. Yes. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. seen it like with the oppa with the between the drags of their parliament. Like you see this, I've seen the success. This I've seen it happen. Yeah. P funk punks, that's yeah. what we call them. 
<laughs> I've seen it. So it's like will kids, I will Gen Z younger people understand what P funks are? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Right? <laughs> they only vape. They don't. We are of a disappearing generation, and yeah, you know I what? About it. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't do that well. Look at my brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's true. Like I was, I've been talking to a lot of like. You know, parents that are about 10 years older than me and like, yeah, all the kids are out here. They're pan, they're bi, they're, they're fluid. I mean, like oh, yeah. everybody, everybody is. Everybody. Everybody's gay. Everybody's That's the world gay. we want. Yes. I will, we will. I can't wait to no longer tell someone that I'm gay. Yeah. You'd ha- like, I, I would love for like straight people to have to be like, you know what? Actually, I'm straight. And then we all have to go. <laughs> Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Sorry. How do you deal with that? How do you do it? Yeah. Are, are your parents okay with that? Like, yeah. <laughs> what happens you go- when you? What happened when you told them? Yeah. <laughs> Did your friends abandon you? Yeah. You need a friend. My brother. Are you going to choose to have children? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to choose to have children? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't, because you know we're in the water wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother's straight. Yeah, I, I understand my brother. I have a yeah. friend who's straight too. Yeah, my sister-in-law. She's she tried being straight in college. Like we all, we all, all dipped into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's that's you know God hates the sin, not the sinner. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> We're having too much fun, folks. Why don't we get into our questions, huh? Our yes. AMA zone. Oh, do we need like a kick-ass Korean style thing for AMA? Ama. Ama. Okay, wait. Okay, it's time for ask me anything. What? 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 I do like that. Let's try. Let's try. All right, folks. It's time for your favorite section of the show and mine, the brand new section. It's called AMA. So dumb. Oh, uh, one All of the right. first one of the first questions which is so funny. It. it was, do you ever wish you were with an Asian or Korean person? <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally pass. pass. I can't. <laughs> My boyfriend's in the room. Pass. Literally every day, bitch. Every, every day. day. Every day. Not a moment goes without me being like, God damn Every it. day. God <laughs> now damn let it. me let me ask you, okay. You and I come mm. from Super Korean immigrant backgrounds, yeah. immigrant community, yes. you from Catholicism, yeah. me from Protestants. There were plenty of um, Christian oppas. Yes. Finance youngs. Oh, finance youngs. <laughs> okay. But we chose to buck up against that. You went straight alt. Yes. And became, were you emo? No, I was just like punk indie. I was I was call myself categorized as punk indie. Yeah, indie artsy chick. Yes. right. Yes. yeah. Um, like Garden State Appeal, if you will. You got it. You got it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Zach Braff is- enthusiast. <laughs> yes, you got me. I went through a period. I I called there were there were eras in my life where I only I wore kid gloves and brooches and furs <laughs> every day. I was like I was quite I was wild. I was wild. <laughs> So, I call it my brooch era. I uh, <laughs> so I was I ran so the you, gamut. So you turned against like Korean guys, Korean men, Korean mates, let's say, because or Asian mates. This is what the question is, right? Yes, we turned yes. we yes. turned away from Asian mates. Um, I turned 
fully away. Yeah. Um, I just was like, you know what? Just no girls at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Korean or otherwise. Yes. And now we are both with white men. <laughs> so we did but something I, wrong. We did. We no, I mean, up. I will say this. I have hooked up with multiple Korean and Asian men. However, the mm-hmm. the issue is because I was kind of because I was a loser. Like there was there were no <laughs> Korean men or Asian dudes that were as interested in me. It's because like I was not. I was not at a hot enough level for them yeah. to tolerate this much. Personality. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, personality. Yeah. Like, I there's, yeah, there's plenty of, um, like, mouthy, personality-filled girls, you know, but that bitch is a lawyer. You know, she's a radiologist. <laughs> like, there she's bringing out something else to the table. Yeah, I'm she's like, five foot eight. Yeah, she's also five foot eight <laughs> with a tiny face, you know, and yeah. she comes from a good family, not my situation. And, like, yeah. I think that sort of, like, class and culture mm. awareness is much more deeply embedded in the Korean community. Like, even if they did want to hook up and you were attracted <laughs> and you guys got along, it's like, why would I, I'm never bringing you home to my mom. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. So yeah, I've hooked up with Asian men and I've kissed Korean girls. <laughs> no, Asian girls. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've hooked up with Asian girls. And uh, it's, um, it, it was always going to be like, I'm your best friend with them. You know what I mean? Like, it was never like, oh, we're hot and heavy and you're going to, you know, like we're going to start our life together. Like, it was always like, oh, my God, we have so much fun talking. What if we like also <laughs> fucked? <laughs> so I mean, yeah. that's why it never worked. Right. So yes. but with men. A, for me, before I moved to L.A., I had never or rarely ran into Asian gays. Yes. Especially, first of all, I never ran into Asians in comedy. Yeah. Until I met Unji and like (laughs) Star Friday Night. Yeah. Star Friday Night? Yeah. Star Friday Night. Those guys. But even those guys I met as like an Asian ensemble. It's not like we were friends. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so you and I were like the first, you're the first person that I like became friends with Mm -hmm. that also happened to be Korean or Asian. Right. Right. So it just naturally clicked. What they were saying, oh, we love Sayo, but like, you know, she was an art student. So she was like (laughs) doing whatever. But so like. (laughs) That you, me, and Sayo went to fucking what's it called? Um, King Sauna, King yeah, 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 and that's how we became friends. Yeah, yeah. the spot, right? Yeah, so like, yes, uh, you there was few and far between I, out here. I've met a lot of Korean gays, lots because there's just more Koreans, there's just more Koreans, and there's just more entertainers, there's yeah. more of all our types of people, right? So now, do I feel like I could be dating a Korean gay or an Asian gay. Absolutely. I think, yes. I, but I'm just not at that point in my life. Like I love my boyfriend. We've been together for six years. Yeah. Six years coming up in July 4th. Like, can oh my you fucking believe six years? It's God been crazy. Damn. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, uh, and I love him, so but like, I don't, do I ever think that, oh, if Eric was Korean at this moment while we're at a restaurant and we're both pissed at the waitress, <laughs> you know, or something, you know, like, can we yeah. 
can we if we could only speak korean together this would be so fun you know like yes. there's so many moments like that there's so many cultural things like that that i i yeah. do miss and i i i wonder what it would look like if we shared that sort of like history no that not a personal history but a cultural history that we yeah. share right yeah. and so there's like all this stuff that you have to explain and and there's also a lot of stuff that like i think white partners of um like of like biracial relationships like white partners oftentimes attribute cultural things as like mm. being a personal attribute like this is idiosyncratic yeah. you're like yeah. this it's, yeah. and the thing is it's actually not no this is a cultural thing and mm. if you understood that then you you wouldn't begrudge me this thing it's actually you being right. fucking racist right now excuse <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> Stop Asian hate. <laughs> but like, you know, there's just like this sort of coded language that you don't get to speak with this person because they don't fucking right. speak that language. I know. And it's hard to like, it's hard to bridge that. And it's harder to make a family because they can't yes. immediately come in to your family because right. they have to transgress. And also, also, admittedly, there's like this kind of inside of Korean like American society, there's like this default to deference to whiteness. Yes. That makes it impossible to for you to be a family. Because a That's family. That's why I think our white men should defer to our mothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. that's how it should work. Like, yeah. and for me, I don't know about you, but my part, my white male partner tries to engage with my mom. Mm hmm. Like he does say like annyeonghaseyo, sarangheyo, money, you know, like oh, he's doing so it. That's so cute. That's so cute. Super cute. Yeah. You saw what he did for my mom's birthday. Yes. He played the cello for yeah. her for happy birthday. So nice. And my mom is just really stiff arming him. She she's just like okay, Eric. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. That's it. She gives him nothing. She doesn't try at all. There's not one word. One new English word she has learned sure. in order to communicate with him. Yeah. I also don't talk to my mom about Eric unless I'm complaining. Me too. So yeah. she gets, I think, <laughs> right? <laughs> so she never hears <laughs> how great he is. Yeah. So she's always like, you yeah. know, like every time I have like, a, 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 I'm, I, we're in a fight or I'm complaining, yeah. she's like, whatever yeah. but she's always hearing me complain and never yeah. hears me saying oh yeah. and like so i never and that's just not me because i i feel that's like chingro so i'm like it is chingro yeah right like to be proud of your partner for being nice to you like yeah, come, on, that's, come on that's normal yeah i'm great so it's actually fucked up that you're ever mean to me. So, and that's what I want to talk about. I mean, I know, yeah, the modern mod joke. But like what you're talking about, like when I, I do same, I like complain. And my mom yeah. the same thing. She's like, oh, like, you know, like no like you have to yeah. uh, be patient and all this stuff. And my mom's also afraid that um he will leave me at any moment. And that She's like, afraid he's gonna leave you? Yeah. 
That's twisted. I know, but it's like, that's where all my insecurity stuff comes from anyway, but it is twisted. And then I have to tell her like, what are you talking about? I'm amazing. He's so no. ugly. And then she's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh my God. And, and she's like, oh, like, it doesn't matter for men. And I'm like, yeah. yes, it does. Yes, it like does. he's not rich enough for it to not matter at all. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> he's you know, not it's like, Erica Jane's husband. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that guy's name is. Yes. Have you seen what's been going on? I just saw the headline. ABC of, News. Oh. The I just saw the headline that her lawyers dropped her. No way. Yeah. I didn't see that. They That's abandoned insane. the law. They abandoned the lawsuit because like she that she had like transgressed the trust between a lawyer and their clients. And they're like, what? we can't we can't even deal with this. Goodbye. That's some bullshit to say that there's no way we could defend her because we are going to lose. Yeah. So bye. Well, goodbye. Good day. It's wild. <gasps> it's wild. <gasps> That's why I mean, okay, if, if you guys don't know we have to do a whole separate episode about yeah. this because I am obsessed. <laughs> I watched the Hulu ABC docu and it was like cheaply put together and it was sensationalized. But yeah. um, it, but the bottom line is, if you guys don't know, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, one of the housewives, Erica Jane, a.k.a. Erica Girardi, mm-hmm. uh, her husband, um, ugh, Mr. Girardi, yeah. he, <laughs> ESQ, mm-hmm. he is famous for taking on the Aaron Brockovich yes. case and winning mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars of settlement. Yes. He's uh, always suing um, like big, huge national utilities like PG&E, yeah. um, water departments, et cetera, for like things that go wrong, ExxonMobil, whatever. He's like a consumer to- advocate. Like that's how he positions himself, right? Like as an advocate for the little man. The little man, right. Yeah. It's basically like personal injury lawyer times a million. Yes. And um, just to like give you a quick scope of what's going on, he has not been giving money to his peop- his clients and he's holding their money or he's lost it all. And the kind of thesis behind the whole scandal is that it was all because Erica Girardi had this lavish life where she, she was, this bitch was using 40 grand a day on glam. Oh no, 40 grand, 40 grand a month, not a yeah. day. A day would be insane. Day would be insane. It was 40 grand a month for glam. That's, that's too much glam. That's what the fuck? That's too much glam. That's that's like overkill to the point where you're you're exactly the thing about capitalism that is rotten. It's that you're doing excess just so that you feel like you're ahead of someone else. That's a scythe. That's a scythe. That's a yes. scythe. That <laughs> needs to be. This is a lance scythe worthy. Scythe worthy. This is a yeah. lance that needs to be boiled. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that is literally a, a a symptom of capitalism and all of its like grotesqueness, festering and boiling yeah. and bubbling up. And the thing is, she looks all right. She looks yeah, good. She's not. Yeah. But I mean, 40, I mean, look at the Kardashians they're doing, bitch. Like, what the fuck? Dye your hair black at least. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Just, I mean, it's wild that she was spending that kind of money. Wild. It is really wild. Yeah, but the yeah. product is a B minus at best. <laughs> you know, like stop. You're that's not you. It should, if you spend that much money on glam, you should have. You should be Beyonce. You should be carried more. around. Yes, you should be yes. carried around by your estheticians. Like that's wild to me. <laughs> that's wild. Why? But yes. Anyway, so yeah, we do. Of course, we're we going, think. Of, we're, yeah, we're, we, we're doing a separate thing. But, but we obviously we would also we think I think about being with an Asian person all the time, and it's like it. 
I think for whatever reason, to me, okay, so In the Heights is in the news today, right? About the I just polarism. saw it. It's wild. The Rita Moreno apology oh, yeah. is catastrophic. Oh, just such, such. Rita but, apologized? Uh, she was like, leave Lynn alone. Kind of like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. so the thing is, I think both what what Peter and I are essentially trying to get to is that we grew up and took on mates in a time where we simply did not know enough different kinds of Koreans or Asian people. Yes. We were in a position and in a place and in a community and culture that didn't have as many. And the one that we had grown up inside of was toxic to people like us. So toxic. So it was just not a situation. But now, you know, if I was 19, I would only fuck with... Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think about Linda O all the time. She's like my queer, oh. like my my Sherpa through all of this. Like, oh my I, God. She was Linda, two years, I hope you're yeah. listening. Yes, Where are you, like, Linda? <laughs> she was two years older than me. Shaved her head. Was like supreme punk rock, alt queen, tiny. And I just remember she she could see the baby gay in me and ushered it through oh, with so much like consideration. We need a gay Sherpa. Yes. That's what I mean. Like a baby, like she just saw it and it was like, I didn't understand what was happening. It's like wild mm. though. And I didn't understand what was happening. Like if given like the fact that I had huge posters, of Eleanor Roosevelt on my room, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, Oh, am I gay? Like, <laughs> like oh, wild, you know, like wild. I got huge pictures of Eleanor Roosevelt, David Duchovny and like a tiny yeah. one of Seth Green. Like it's like <laughs> all of it is like Seth Green. Yeah, it's like bitch you buy. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I mean like if there had been more of those and if they had ever at that point considered me because if they also weren't engaging in this sort of like anti-Asian sort of internalized hatred. Right. Because you know at the time whenever we would meet another alt or like creative korean or asian person they were also operating under the same sort of things as we were like they had been ostracized by their own yes it was toxic <laughs> this and so i could be the only one yes i and have so to we could not you know. find um so it was in such a toxic space that we could not find refuge in each other honey that's what asian comedy scene feels like yes you know what I mean? Like whenever I see it in LA, it's like yes, that's what it, it looks sucks, like. It sucks, man. Yeah. Like why can't we just be chill with each other? Why do we have to be so competitive? Everyone's always like, oh, this you know this agency could only rep this many Asians and blow. It's just like stop it, guys. Like you're just feeding into the same fucking thing. Like, yeah, chill that's out. the that's the supremacy. And so if we are coming from a place of abundance, and if we had grown up in a place of abundance, yeah. I think- sure we would be with. Oh, 100%. I don't, 100%. Yeah. I, when I yeah. just like, I don't see doubt it, it. I don't doubt it either. Like, just like now, at a, when I see and knowing who I am in a, in a more deep way, in a more welcoming culture, like, yes, 100%. So that answers that question. Yes. And I hope our partners never hear this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the next one is a romantic question, kind of feeds into this idea. Um, mm. But we were talking about like kind of self-flagellation stuff. Okay, so this is a romantic question. It's coming from a listener who says um, he wants to have a threesome. I so I asked. He sent uh, the original question, and it was so wild. I needed to um, <coughs> send multiple follow-ups. <laughs> okay. Um, but he was saying um, the question that the initial question was: a guy I used to blow might be mad at me. How do I get him to have a threesome? 
Um, so it's a, <laughs> so obviously you see why I needed to have follow-ups. Yeah, so yeah. it was, it's just like a grinder hookup that mm. he used to blow this guy who is okay. white. He, this, uh, person is not. Mm. And this white guy had said some sort of like fucked up shit, sort of bordering, no boundaries, bordering on stuff that was outright fucked up. The, our listener. Like racist stuff? Ish. Yes. Ish. Okay. You know, um, things that feel bad and we all know what it is, like coded, like weird yeah, things yeah. where it's like, I don't feel, this doesn't feel good to me. Okay. So stuff like that. And, um, the listener was like pushed back and said, that's fucked up. And then mm-hmm. this white guy cut off relations <laughs> and like, just like kind of, it went radio silent. And oh. now in a hot back summer, the listener oh. is like, um, I still want to fuck this guy and have a fun threesome it would be fun how do i get this to happen where's the threesome coming from he just it's like uh oh it's his idea for it yes. he's not being like asked to no. come. no oh he's he's go- he wants to go back yes to the problematic white guy and yes. say okay i know you're problematic but let's still have a threesome yeah because i'm horny yeah listen this is coming from someone who has hooked up with a guy knowing that he might be a little racist. Yes. Because I was so desperate for dick. Yes. This was me in Chicago. Yes. You know, uh, I I didn't really have a good sense of myself. Right. I didn't really care. I just needed immediate validation. Oh, yeah. Now... I mean, we've all sucked a dick that was that problematic. That we shouldn't, yeah. yeah. That we knew that was problematic. Like, I mean, I, yeah. Here's my thing. Like, are you, is this person asking, should I do it or not? My- no, he wants, he is not asking for permission. He's oh. asking how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants tips. He wants okay. tips. He's like, he's like, he's a problem in every way, but yes. it's a, for, Hip, it's, but I'm it could horny. be fun. It's horny. Yes, it's a I'm hot horny. back summer. I Listen, also am forgiving I it. that. Yes. I 100% get it. Yeah. We went through a traumatic experience. Yes. If you need to, you know, take a little points from here and add a little points to there, like, I'm all for it, baby, honey. There's, there's not one way to live, all right? And you have to do what's best for you and what serves you right now. So I'm not here to judge. Right. Now, I w- I'm only telling you that I have been there before, and now when I look back at it, it is something I go, I go yeah. you know? Yeah. And I would never want for anyone else. But here's the thing about life. You can't live my life. I can't live yours. Mm-hmm. you got to learn your lessons on your own, and Correct. that's on you. I'm not here to judge you, but I am here to tell you that you will feel bad about yourself. <laughs> Later on, you will. Yeah. But right now, you it doesn't matter because you're fucking horny. Like, I get it. Yeah. And I'm totally there for you. Now, all I'm going to say is keep your emotions safe so that you don't feel, you know, m- like trash afterwards. Yeah. So make sure it's purely physical and, you know, like maybe like, uh, you know, go into it really like that they need you. And yes. you're like, you know, claim status in the room. 
if they start hooking up and leaving you out, yeah, ruin the whole thing. <laughs> You know, just fart enter, or something. Yeah, yeah. enter like you're like a runner at a marathon. Like that's the t- finish line. Just go right through. Just run yeah. right through. <laughs> Be selfish. Yeah. Because this is for your pure experiential pleasure. This yes. is not about any sort of like higher level esoteric like human connection. This is hot fact summer. You just want to get pounded. These are just hard bodies. Right? These are hard bodies hard, knocking, yes. knocking against each other rhythmically and to fruition. Like, yes, exactly. we get it. We all There's, listen to They, might, they, they don't even need faces on. Yeah, like, they exactly. could just be like a six pack really a realistic, yes. fleshy robots. So exactly. remember to claim your space. Do not kijuga. You know what I mean? Make <laughs> them serve you. Don't go, you know, unless like you get off on serving, then do your thing. Yeah. But, you know, uh, really claim your space because... There's, this could go so many ways of wrong. I mean, that's my... Okay, so one, I will give you the advice about how to... I think you just message and you look, like link it up. Like, you reach out and like, hey, I'm vaxxed, you're vaxxed, let's have a, a hot vaxy threesome. I have this other dude and it's going to be hot. It'll be... Uh, everyone will be fucked <coughs> well. People will leave yeah. full, Sa- you, this, satiated, satiated. Yes, you could, and that's I think it's like, that's a point A to point B situation. I don't think like they, you yeah. are gonna have to convince anybody. <laughs> However, I think when you've kept describing it as like problematic, like Peter and I were talking about, like we've sucked dicks that we shouldn't have that we knew made us so feel, many dicks that you just knew made you feel bad, and especially yes. with this. I mean, I have the dicks I've sucked that have made me feel shitty, specifically about race, where it's like stuff like, oh, just, you know, Fetish, where fetishized or, or like yeah. just like some language stuff where it's like, okay, um, and then, you know, then the, you're like, <laughs> you, but you already nutted in my mouth. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> like what? He's ordering pageant from Yeah, you exactly. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you Can oriental. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> So, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I, like we've all done this, but going back and knowing how you felt about it and the way the, the way that they made you feel and going back is to me what is questionable. Like if you know they made you feel shitty and you're like, oh, well, I, I, but you you and I have been but we, we have we've been there. Yeah. Yeah. We've been there. This person. Listen. You know, I know where you are. No matter what you listen to on a podcast or yes. any friend yes. or, you know, some or anyone who reaches out to you and be like, girl, this ain't the way. Yeah. You're not going to listen to it because you, you to clearly it. Yeah. you asked us not for permission. You asked for us to, for tips to self-sabotage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're so, giving it to you. We're giving it yeah. to you. And I yeah. just say, link it. I just it's a that's a clear text. Attach a picture of your current COVID bod yeah. vaccine card, and it's a go. You know, like it's a, a that's a dick pic and a vaccine card in one situation. And, make, and it's a here's go. the thing: tell them it's a one-time thing. Yes, make that very so, explicit. Yeah. I agree. You know what I mean? You got to make your ass like gold. It's mm-hmm. rare and yes. running out of supply. This okay? is an unobtainium situation. Yes. Yes. So like your booty I, is Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> So make sure that they know what the fuck they're fucking with because it's the only time you're going to do this. I, if you write back and say, okay, I did it. It wasn't as fun as I thought, so I'm going to reach out again and try to make it better. Honey, we're done. You and yeah. I, we can't talk until you walk around the block and figure yourself out. <laughs> 
You gotta take a lap. You gotta take a lap. Take a couple of breaths. Figure out what's happening. That's because it. I, I, yes, I totally agree. Because the hot vaxi summer, so much um, leeway is gonna be granted. Do it. Self, do all the things and all, all the things that you know might be problematic, even though it'd be super fun. It's just, it's a one-time thing. It has to be a one-time thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that's it. Perfect. That's it. All right. Next so question. Next question is um, a habit in quarantine that you picked up that you love. <laughs> um, habit in quarantine. Let's see. Well, let's just start with the habits that I picked up in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, just start. Uh, oh, here's one. I've become a really good roller of joints. Really? I used to be really bad yeah. and I would blame it on my like I'm not athletic and someone else would have to roll it for me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not I athletic. <laughs> <laughs> It is a lot of hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Um and it, you know, I, I what I realized was that I just needed to sit down and really have nowhere to go and mm. have <laughs> you know, because I'm smoking a lot of weed while I'm like I like to smoke joints yeah. while I write. It's like it. Oh, you know, I've seen it's you like do it. Cigarettes. It's, I know. Yeah. For you, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. And I don't. And I purposely roll with very low grade weed. Okay. So that I could smoke a lot of joints mm-hmm. and not get like stupefied. Yes. You know. So I, I, it's a purposeful thing, and I, I, I you know, like I, 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 yeah, I like to have a drink when I ride. You know, yeah. I like to loosen the fucking thing up. But anyway, I got really good at rolling joints, and I think that's become a uh, skill that I always thought I wasn't going to have since I was 13. <laughs> you know, like I've been around weed since I was 13 and I've always been the one like, oh, I'll smoke out of a bowl. Yeah. You know, that's true. and yeah. And then um, I can't tell you how many then, tin cans I've smoked out of because I don't know. Right. Uh, like a fucking moldy apple or something. Yeah. Moldy um, apple is true. <laughs> and I think another thing that got me is that the homeless and uh, unhoused uh, pr- uh predicament in california is super high yeah and i always see them um smoking out of bowls and mm-hmm. you know it's usually like some kind of meth or heroin or something yeah but i also have a bowl and i'm smoking weed yeah and uh and it just kind of hit me as like oh um i need to differentiate myself <laughs> <laughs> i know it's not meth or heroin but it's still a similar receptacle and like you know like so i was like all right i need to like move on to joints because I got to figure this thing out. <laughs> I mean, it does look like you're right. It looks now crazy. Can, it looks crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Oh, my God. Okay. I haven't I picked up in quarantine that I love. Um, I don't. I have almost almost exclusively picked up habits that are bad for me. I mean, like I've like gone out of my way to like self-medicate and self-drug and. Um, I, maybe like, I, you know, I've started to care about the earth. Like I've started picking up things. You're, I like, yeah. You're recycling. Yeah. I'm trying. I, I don't know. You're infamous for not recycling and hating the earth. But like, I will yeah. say that I lately I've been like more cognizant of like, um, like the products I use are like more eco-friendly. The, the food I eat is more like, um, you know, I think about where it's coming from in a way and I'm more intentional with what I'm eating and where I put stuff and, um, you know, how much paper I use. And I never cool. used to think about it. I literally used to wrap my arm in like paper towels <clears throat> oh, and yeah. just like, 
Like that's what I instead of a instead of using for a, a tiny spill for a tiny spill as opposed yeah. to like using a rag, you know, or yeah, anything yeah. like that. I would. I'm. I am so deeply wasteful. It's insane. Like I will yeah. write well, one thing. That's good that you know that paper. about yourself and you're taking steps towards fucking yeah, doing something. Yeah, not being a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, She's almost forty. <laughs> she can and, do it. And I was. It, t- it only took like three documentaries where I was like. Okay, I'm convinced. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess it's the truth. <laughs> like, I mean, truly, I that, that in terms of a habit that I oh, what? this is one. What? I have really started to read again. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good one. Never used to really. I mean, when I was young, I read a lot, but like in in inside of quarantine, it because it became like a way for me to like not dull my eyes by just constantly mm. staring at a screen. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, reading. the reading. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like I, I don't An think I ever. Miss, yeah, and I don't think I ever yeah. engaged with that. In, I would say the last ten years. You know, I yeah. I mean, I, when you go on vacation, you read, but like I never. Yeah, you're on a plane or whatever yeah. on a beach. But yeah, like yeah, now, yeah. I do it every day, and if I don't have oh, something cool. to read, I. What kind are you of reading like, right now? Uh, I just I finished the Alexander Chi thing and I've been rereading some passages in it that have been really affect uh, uh, they were very affecting. Oh, okay. Wait, and did it, you just finish his uh, autobiographical novel? Uh, yeah. Oh. And it was That's like so and it's his whole thing at the end like very specifically speaking about what kind of stories you would want to tell the dead mm. and the dying. Mm. Which was like very affecting. And it was like, oh, right. This is your responsibility as a person who tells stories to think about who you're telling them to and what, why you want to say these things. Mm, yeah. And I don't know if That's... I moved that intentionally with like, because I, you know, it's poo poo pee pee, jerking off jokes mostly. You know, it's like, um, I, <laughs> I'm not doing high brow stuff. <laughs> and, um, but like, right. just, yeah, it was very affecting. So those are habits. Um, okay. The last one of the That's last nice. ones. That was yeah. It's it was yeah. it's it is. It's good to remember this stuff that uh, it hasn't just been a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Here's one more I'm gonna add because it just happened. Yeah. Um, I it, I don't know if this is a habit per se, but I have um kind of changed the way I um interact or engage with the homeless. Oh, yeah. You've really become much more civically engaged instead of quarantine. Yeah. I. Uh, yes, I'm trying to. Now, yes. it, it, you know, living in L.A., it's very hard to ignore uh, the class disparity that is literally our highways because, yeah. you know, you could only be. Uh, you could only have a tent on either a public space mm-hmm. or um, or uh, or in front of a building that won't call the police. Wow. Like, okay. for example, um, like a, um, a building that's for lease. Yeah. Or, you know, something that's been condemned and whatever. Right. Vacant lots, et cetera. So that's like kind of the, that's the rule. Yeah. So our highways our like literal highways are dotted now with homeless encampments right because the highway is public property right and these people are just breathing in fumes next to the highway on a strip of brown grass yeah and it's just really it's fucked and you know during the pandemic i i you know i really wanted to like 
I was, you know, I, I talked about this. I really wanted to engage and start doing stuff about it. So I started making like little, these like sanitary kits and um, just going out wildly and donating money on Chinese New Year, yeah. on New Year, <laughs> uh, which was scary. <clears throat> and um, just recently, there a homeless man um, set up shop on my corner. Okay. There's a florist that went out of business. Oh. And at that florist, there's like a tiny awning mm-hmm. on that florist building. So <clears throat> this guy's kind of like set up there. Yeah. He doesn't have a tent. He just has like some clothes, a, um, you know, uh, I think a phone and uh, n- not really food. And then some like something to like put his head on. Okay. And it's just on, he's just on cement on that floor of the door. So he doesn't have any bedding or like. <clears throat> Not, no bed, no tent, no, nothing to escape the whatever, right? Yeah. And at first I was like, oh my God, this is my corner. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked, right? And he was also smoking meth, which smells okay. terrible. Yes. I don't know if you've ever like inhaled but you know, sideline meth yeah. or secondhand, but it's fucking disgusting. I used to live near the Tenderloin in San Francisco and it was yeah. just meth, every- just chemicals burning everywhere, right? It smells horrible. Horrible. Yeah. And, and the plume is huge. It's it's really crazy. Yeah. And he, so I I was just like, oh my God, whoa. And it it's so close to home. Right. Before it's like, oh, I'm on the highway. But now it, this is next to my house. So like that whole, you, you know what nimbyism is, right? Not, yeah, not, yeah, in, my, not, my not in my backyard. So like that, the nimbyism starts kicking in, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? In my backyard. <laughs> and then so like I walk by him many times and drive by him. And he's always just kind of like laid out, right? Um, and not being violent, not being crazy, yeah. nothing. But just like in a drug filled kind of like haze. Yeah. And yesterday, uh, so lately, <clears throat> the the weather has been climbing, and it's hitting a hundred degrees multiple days this week. Yeah. And I went outside to um, I went to uh, a grocery store to buy <laughs> lemon Lacroix because <laughs> I was sick of drinking water. Yeah. I was no, like, I understand. I understand. I was like, this this thing that uh, we're in a drought of, ugh, black. <laughs> I was like, I need bubbles. So I go, and on my way back, I'm turning the corner, and this guy's laid out and looks like he's like dehydrating. Oh wow! And I'm going, oh my god! Like, do I give him some of Lacroix? My Lacroix? But it, it's not cold yet. It's like I just got it from the store, so it's warm, so it has to cool up, right? So, so I, I go. You felt home. weird about giving him lukewarm Lacroix. I feel like that's the worst thing to do to someone who's thirsty. Okay. Like hot bubbles. Like what the fuck? That's, that's true. So horrible, right? <laughs> so I went home and I, I got like a, a jar. What yeah. is it called? Uh, a fucking bell jar or whatever. Uh-huh. Packed it with ice and packed yeah. it with water and then got some like hand stuff. And I went over to the corner. I was like, hey, um, here's some water. And he takes it and he, he like almost starts to cry. Oh, my God. And I, and I was like, what's your name? He's like, they call me George. And we start talking and I was just like, I just, I'm, I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. What's up? And he started telling me about the fact that he has this 
disease where one like f- leg is longer than the other yeah. so like he's in a lot of pain and his foot was he didn't have socks on his feet were they were toe up yeah like they were fucked and yeah. not just in like oh you have dirty feet it yeah. was like misshapen okay and he told me the last job he had was um at target um like sweeping but he couldn't sweep anymore because he couldn't be on his feet and they oh. fired him and he's just like going from job to you know streets to shelter to whatever yeah and then he was like and i was like oh okay uh, you know you've been here for a while like do you have somewhere to go he's like oh yeah i always get a room when i get my check my social security check okay so he's like so proud of yeah. being able to go to a room and shower and sleep yeah. on a bed and then and then just the thought of like getting that and then the next day having to go back out to a hundred degree cement heat yeah. to sit sleep on the floor again. And this guy clearly does not have family. He has no one to turn to or everyone he's he has has turned their backs on him. And, you know, people and so like people are bringing him food sometimes, but like that's it. That's it. Yeah. And he gets a check from Social Security once a month for his disability. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like rethink why people are unhoused instead of like thinking what our parents taught us, which was like, yeah, you know, like it's their fault. They're being lazy or like they're bad people. And it's like. Nah, people are struggling. Yeah. <laughs> it's they're not it's not because they're bad. It, it, there's we we got to stop this like morality thing on like money, you know? And um anyway, so that really got me to th- start rethinking uh uh the unhoused situation and be like and and really start thinking of it as a as its own pandemic, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's <sighs> I mean, people's choices and how they deal with them and deal with like obstacles and stuff. It's, we don't create a, there are, we don't, we haven't created a system to make it easier for people if they make a mistake. It actually punishes them un- no. <laughs> unrelentingly yeah. until they are ground into a situation, into, yeah. a, into a dust. Um, but yeah, it's I mean, almost it's, like yeah. we really need a, un, uh, like a lower class. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the system is built to ensure that there is one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, the, the next question is an update on both of our mental health. I mean, Ooh. we kind of talked about it at the top, but I mean, we can yeah. get into it a little bit. I mean, like, yeah, just, yeah. How are you? I th- I'm, I think I'm doing better. Yeah. Actually. I told you about the pit in my stomach that's gone away. It's wild, yeah. That pit being gone is still like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop sometimes. I'm like, where is it? I'm looking for it. Okay, <laughs> so, that, it didn't, so the drugs did not fix that. Uh- no, 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 no. <laughs> but the physical manifestation of anxiety is gone, and that is um, fucking weird. Yeah. That's hard to wrap my head around, and... Yeah. So that's, it's been good in that way. Um, Relationship wise, I'm in a good place with most people in my family and my friends. 
I, I I'm I'm trying to be better a, a better friend to my friends. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm having a hard time lately because I'm so consumed. Right. And I, you know, and I feel like I'm navel gazing a lot. So I'm trying to like do stuff for people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's part of the reason why you started doing it inside of pandemic anyway. I mean, to be of service was something to help you. Like somehow uh, yeah. you intuited that that's what you needed. I needed to serve in order to make sure it's that whole thing behind student minds. Mm-hmm. Like I needed to f- make myself small. Yeah. Because I, my problems were becoming too big. It's, it's, it's like, um, this is kind of come off bad, but it's not what I mean. But it's like, you were always, <laughs> you were always going to survive. Like there is some, and there is, and because of the way the pandemic and all of us yeah. were sort of consumed by the reality and the, the enormity and the, the utter depressing reality of our world, you yeah. intuited that you needed to do this in order to survive. Cause you will always try, yes. you will always find level ground. Like, uh, like a, yeah, like a cockroach, like a, a shark. Like, it's like, you will find a way. You'll move and you'll figure out a way to survive. Not only survive, but thrive. The thrive. Yeah. thrive. Yeah, the thrive. And then, you know, there's something in you that gets there. You know, yeah, you, even you're, if, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, even like serving others is was like ultimately to save your own mind and save your own. <laughs> yes. You know, but yes, it was, it was yeah. a correct move. Like, I watched you do it. I was like, oh, right. You know what I mean? Like this bitch is good. <laughs> but it is this true. Is it's good. true. You, I, I, it's very uh, astute that you put it in the terms of survival. Yeah, it is. It, I am highly uh, adaptable in that way. Yes. Where I'm, I, I'm very solutions focused. Trauma recognized trauma, baby. Trauma yeah. recognized trauma. <laughs> Like it's a, it's very much a like a trauma kid reaction to like survive. Like you figure yeah. out immediately where the exits are in any yes. situation. Yeah. Always, how I am always I gonna, know where how to get out. Like, what's the weight and person I can abandon? Because that's a ripcord situation. <laughs> where you're like, okay, I'm gonna go cut it's this me person. Or you. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna cut this person. I'm gonna cut this person, and that's where the exit is. Like, it is uh-huh. very much. It's a trauma, bitch. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. It is. A tra- <laughs> I am a trauma bitch and yeah. <laughs> I've always known that it's so funny to like now realize that the things that helped me helped me survive thus far mm-hmm. still work always. but in like in different ways mm-hmm. you know like now it's like less um you know when I was a teen it was more like it's me or you it's nothing it's nothing in between black and white you know like yeah, it was yeah. like that but like now it's more of like, all right, how do I apply it to my mental health? How do yeah. I apply it to my spiritual health? You know, so like I, I'm I'm learning how to like um, kind of like focus the beam, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's, it looks great from where I'm sitting. <laughs> it looks great. It looks like it's really panning out great. Like the, <laughs> Because I mean, like. Because for me, like, I know I just started therapy. Um, wait, by the way, my therapist might think I'm like too funny. Like I was killing. Ah! The second I got on the call, this lady was laughing till the last second where she was just like, I mean, I was like killing. I need a new therapist because my therapist never laughs at my jokes. I, she, that's like, what I need. She tries to like dampen it. She's yes! like. Yes. That is the correct him. impulse. He's, that he's is deflecting the, again. Yes. That is the correct therapeutic impulse. <laughs> this is just like, I was like, she should charge. I should charge her because yeah. I just gave her the best time of her life. Like, it was, <laughs> like, like it was like, uh, I felt like I was like performing at a brunch. 
with her and you know she was laughing and laughing and just like i don't need that like the impulse as a person should as a therapist should be to dampen and actually quell our impulse which is to always entertain make right. someone like uh, give someone the reason a reason to like us yes because we don't know how to like ourselves yes yeah. and it's like and the fact that this lady was like ah god you're the best like um yeah a you're little like unnerving. you're an enabler yes i need to find someone else <laughs> Because by the way, I was trying to find an Asian therapist and all the Asian therapists that I saw were, two of them were Korean specifically, uh-huh. but they were looked too scary. They looked like, uh, you know, looked you, like, can't, you can't do that. They looked like, um, like those, uh, you know, those undies that are like scary that like, yeah, had no patience for you at church. Cause you were like a laugher and they were like the serious, yeah. you know? And it's yeah, like maybe yeah. I do need that, but I just was was not in a place where I could confront that. Not and right everything. now. Yes. Not right now. Yeah, you need so, a dedicated fan right now. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because <laughs> the psychiatrist was just like so stern, and yeah. like he was very much I could tell was trying not to laugh, and yep. like could re- recognize immediately the pathology, which is to have yeah. to constantly the sh- do the shim sham dance and make someone like uh-huh. us. Yeah. And um. But yeah, I, I will say that just having the sleep has helped so Im- deeply that like, and reading this book and like kind of coming to terms with so much of the anxiety of the last year, not clouded by lack of sleep, it's really been revelatory. It's really been revelatory. Like, I don't know where the, what, the, what shape my um, life is in. It maybe, it, I think it's shambles, but, um, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm willing to, I can, I'm able to confront it now, which is good. Awesome. So yeah, that's 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 that. our health. That's our mental health update because you know what we did something about it. Both of us went to seek professional we did help. We broke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did found our way to be. Um, yeah, because I mean, I think we've talked about this before. It's like this level of vulnerability is very difficult for both people, both of us. Yeah, and so it's been good to like realize that this doesn't um, being vulnerable doesn't take away any of our power. If anything, it seems to give us more. And so in that yeah. way, it only enhances our power hungry. Ness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a but sick yeah. cycle. It's it's an oros boros. <laughs> but Is yeah. that all our questions? Do we yes, have a- we have a couple more, but we don't, I don't really have the time. So yeah. maybe we can have another. We'll save it for next time. Save it for next time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for submitting your questions for AMA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to uh, submit any more questions, email us at the uh, at ajamashow at gmail.com. Ajamashow at gmail.com. Yes. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. It's time for Kick-Ass Koreans. Kia! All right, folks. Listen, we got uh, this. My Kick-Ass Korean this week is it's a really crazy. It's cuckoo. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This story is insane. So, um, okay. First of all, his name is Peng Minuk. Peng Minuk. Okay. He's 28 years old. He is a industrial designer. Cool. In Korea. Uh Uh-huh. And he came up with a satirical solution for what he calls, quote, smartphone zombies. And these are the people who just can't take their eyes away from the screen while they're walking, while they're talking to other people. And they're like bumping into, you know, walls and shit. Um, And, uh, you know, this this is everywhere in Korea, uh, you know, here, too. 
Uh-huh. So he created this thing called um, the third eye, which is a thing you wear, like a strap that you wear on your forehead. Cool. So th- and, and it's like a, I guess it's like an app or something where while you're on your phone, the third eye on your forehead is looking out for any uh, um, like disturbances or something coming up, like a wall or like a parked car or whatever. And it gives you like a little sensor to tell you like to look up. (laughs) 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 Which is so fucking stupid. You have to look at the picture of this. It looks idiotic. Like truly it looks stupid. But he said, um, it does look crazy. (laughs) It looks so stupid. And he says like, these these days, many young people get into accidents using their mobile phone. This would be good for them. And he, but he also said um, that this was meant as a warning and yeah. not a real solution for smartphone addicts. Uh, and he quote, he says, by presenting this satirical solution, I hope people will recognize the severity of their gadget addiction and look back at themselves. Oh. So, I mean, that's pretty kick ass. Like, yeah. he's like, he's creating a technical, schmechanical thing, like an actual thing that works. Yeah. As a warning to us to be like, yo, you really want, need this thing, idiot? Like, look this is up. satire. Yes, it's pure, beautiful life imitates art, art imitates yeah. light satire. It's gorgeous. Uh, and I it's thought this was just such a cool thing that this guy did. This is so. the most Korean shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Ping me nook. Yay! Yay! Okay, so my kick at, that is truly, that is the most Korean humor shit ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So one of our listeners asked uh, us to maybe examine and talk about the queer history of South Korea. And which I thought was very fascinating. So I found these two historical figures that are like from like the Joseon and I think Shilla era of... um, like back in the day, one of them is Bong Sunim, and uh, she was the second consort of the Crown Prince of Joseon, and she was banished after it was discovered that she was sleeping with one of her ladies' maids. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Okay, so she, her, her predecessor, Crown Princess Hui, would have been thrown out of the palace for witchcraft. Exactly. So that's she was replaced lady. Yeah, I know. This is so delicious. I mean, so much of what I was discovering is there's so much history that is deeply queer um, inside of South Korea and inside of Korea specifically. And and it's the thing is, when you go back into most Asian and non hetero, non European histories, so much of our history is deeply queer. The third gender Mm -hmm. and homosexuality was so sim- deeply a part of all of our histories. Um, there were pl- people that were revered. There were priestesses, witches. They were held holy spaces in our history, in our culture. So that's something to remember. But the, the, she just like had basically been um, helping like the servants and sending surplus food back home and also like being overly intimate like she just this bitch was messy she was like helping people like living out and she got excommunicated thrown out all right also great name and and then there is the 36th ruler of the korean kingdom of shila he was a son his name is uh uh Hyo Gong of Shila. He's the last mm-hmm. descendant of uh, the 
King uh, Muyor. Um, so he's because he was the last uh, descendant of this specific king. Um, he's is considered the end of this Shilla state. But he mm. became king at eight. He um, records eight? off eight. Oh my god. Okay, so he there was like it was a tumultuous time, but I just need to say this. Records show that his behavior was effeminate and his sexual orientation was either homosexual or bisexual. And his and historians of his era described uh-huh. him as a man by appearance, but a woman by nature. Ooh. And today, historians often speculate that maybe he was a trans woman. <gasps> what? Uh, <Yeah>! Yes. <laughs> Happy Pride. Yes, exactly. That's so, those so are my, fucking cool. It is very cool. Like the so much of the history and so a oh, lot I wish of. We had a picture. I know. <laughs> So you could like fangirl over it. <laughs> yeah, a picture from 765 yeah, exactly. AD. <laughs> and, but the thing is, there's also a lot of, when I was researching this, a lot of like these, there's two different groups of like military um, guards that had like supposedly very, quote unquote, beautiful flower boys. Yes. That, yes. We did a whole thing on flower boys. Yes. But then there was another one, another guard that also had beautiful young men. Both very clearly supposed to be uh, homosexual troops yeah. of men who are attractive, fighting and bringing joy and beauty to the masses. Like I mean, wow. can we talk we about love it's, this. the the Bravo Bravo channel of the of of the yore? You know, <laughs> <laughs> of Korean antiquity. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Well, that's so cool. Yeah, Hyejung of Shila and. Uh, what was the other? Pongsun Bin. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, these are really cool. I love this. Um, I, you know, I'm going to keep looking into queer historical figures of Korea. Yes. It, for this month, because I think that's really important. You're so good, Peter. All right, folks. <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks for listening. And keep asking us questions, and we'll keep answering them. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>